hello, welcome back to another episode of No Funk and Strictly Munkin, the only podcast where if on St. Patrick's Day instead the phrase was kiss me, I'm Munkin, we would be perfectly fine. And in the same way, if not wearing green was the equivalent of Funkin, we would not get pinched. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jay Christie, joined as always by Andre Barra. Andre, how are you? Boo. Um, Honestly, fair. Honestly, fair. Uh, Happy St. Pa- Patrick's Day. Uh, yes. Happy St. Patrick's Day to all the listeners. Um, yes, this is coming out two days later. Yeah, 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 when you listen to it, but this is the day. We're actually, we're not taking a cue from Mr. Monk uh, is getting, is drunk? What is it? Mr. Monk gets drunk. Yeah, yeah, we're not taking a cue from that. We're taking it real nice and easy, so yeah. don't I worry. I mean, we are both drinking alcohol, but I'm having just a little bit of whiskey. And you're having a little bit of champagne. Um, yeah, no no reason. No special occasion. Just all I have left in the fridge. You know, Wise Ben once said that it's champagne for my real friends and real pain for my sham friends. Someone's a Wise yep. Ben once said that. Um, but uh, how are you feeling? I mean, I know you've been talking about it on Twitter. Just, this is unrelated, but this, the stimmy hit. How are you feeling? You know, the stimmy hit, um, I, I put aside... 1,000 of it straight away. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe that's frowned upon, but I need that uh, I apartment. Because uh, you're supposed to stimulate well, the economy. Yes, I understand that. But it's that's what the government wants you to do. Like, do you do everything the government wants you to do? <laughs> no, you're definitely right <laughs> I about that. I'm, I can't believe I'm the one saying that. <laughs> right, 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 right. Um, no, and then the rest of it, I'm, uh, I'm going to New York, as I mentioned previously, in about mm-hmm. two weeks. So, Or no, three weeks. Mm-hmm. So I'm very yep. excited to use the rest of it there. That's exciting. Um, I didn't use it. I haven't used any. I mean, technically speaking, I've used some of it, I guess you could say. I had a little dalliance. And this is the first time we're just shooting the shit at the beginning. But you, who cares? I had a little dalliance where, you know, how there's a the new thing, NFTs, where you can, like, buy tweets and stuff like that. So I know nothing mm-hmm. about cryptocurrency. And so I wanted to buy the Drill tweet. For those on, on Twitter, there's a guy named Drill, who's the best tweet of all time. I think that that's fair to say. And he has a tweet, which is my favorite tweet of all time, which is, another day volunteering at the Betsy Ross Museum. Everybody asked me if they can fuck the flag. Buddy, they don't even let me fuck it. Right? That's my favorite tweet of all right. time. Right. I like that a lot. Um, I tried to buy it. I tried. Well, I tried to put in a bid for it of eight... I, the minimum bid I needed to put in was $8.88. So I bought that much in this cryptocurrency. But then two things happened. In between when I bought it and when I went to do the bid, the value of it went below that. So I couldn't make a bid. And then when I tried to buy another one, apparently there's a fee every time you do a cryptocurrency transaction, which is like $15. So I have $8.75 about of this cryptocurrency that I have nothing to do with. So that's why I spent part of my stimulus on. I mean, yeah. Also, to buy it was like $21 because there's fees and stuff. It was really just a bad experience all around. I can't wait for the special Mr. Monk buys an NFT. Man, but seriously, that tweet would be so great to own. Oh. I'm trying to think about who else is a good tweeter on his level. Um, I mean, no, the, the fact is, like, no one is. Like, straight up. There, there just isn't anyone. Like, you know, you Jose Canseco? Jose Canseco is great. But you know what? Actually, because my twin brother Michael was a huge drill fan, but he got off Twitter in, like, 2014. And I'll send him the best drill tweets, like, Twice a week, I'll send him a drill tweet. And then for Christmas, I got him a book, which is every drill tweet from, like, 2009 to 2020. It's um, pretty thoughtful. Anyway, so uh, great posts. Um, if you guys aren't following drill, you really should. Um, yeah. Uh, Speaking of being a jerk on the air. That's um, great in, in my ca- In my case, me. Uh, let's talk about uh, episode yes. 13 of season 5, Mr. Monk is on the air. You know, it's really opposite day, because the, the fact that you're the one getting back yeah. on track is really just, I love it, uh, you know. Um, you know? And yeah, we're talking Mr. Monk is on the air. Um, this is an episode where I had seen it twice total, and I always thought I didn't like it, because, and I still feel this way, that the end is rushed and really contrived, but 
I actually liked it a lot more than I did previously. I don't know how you felt about it. I liked it a lot. It was like really sad. It was very. Yeah. It gets really bad at the end. Um, yeah. For Monk and. The, but I was. Yeah. I guess what I would say is that everything except for how the murder is done is really good. But then how the murder is done, I think, is straight up stupid. <laughs> um, like it's stupid, but it's a cute ass dog. It is. So. I guess what I would say, and then we're getting ahead of ourselves. What I would say is the fact that they don't introduce the fact that he was training the dog until the wrap up is, I think, just a bad sure. bad writing. You know what I mean? I like, it just feels, anyway, yeah. that's stupid, but anyway, I get ahead of ourselves. But um, I don't know if you know this, but, uh, you know, our, the, the guest star, Steve Weber, Steven Weber, I forget if he goes by Steve or Steven, but he, of course, was he was on Wings with uh, Tony Shalhoub. I don't know if you knew that. Uh, yeah, I did. Um, I've never seen a minute of Wings, no, but uh, yeah, good on the. I know him because, and once again, I joked earlier that there's no story about Jay Christie that's not on brand. My main reference of him is I watched the, all of the only one season of Studio 60 on the Sunstretch Strip, and he is on that. Um, a true, a true uh, Aaron Sorkin Lloyd. I mean, I don't, I, uh, you know those people you like that. <laughs> there, there it is. No, you know those people you like where every single criticism you've ever heard of them is valid, but you yeah. still like them. <laughs> like, yes, yeah. every bad thing you can say about Aaron Sorkin, I agree with, but I'm still like, man, I fucking like, there's some seats, students like such a trip. Is, that's definitely his worst thing he's ever done, probably. I mean, is that Peter music, Krause? No, that's Sports Night. That's, that was his first series. Sports Night's actually pretty good. Um, but no, Studio 60 was Matthew Perry and Bradley Whitford. Um, and it was a serious, it was a drama about an SNL like sketch show. I wonder why it didn't work. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, I mean, it, it, yeah, it really just didn't, it, it's like if you tried to, to build a boat out of like styrofoam, it's like, even if you get the best engineers in the world to design all the corners right and to, like, get the right adhesive, you're still building a boat out of styrofoam. It's not going to work, you know? Anyway. Styrofoam floats nice, though. That's true. I don't know why I use styrofoam. But, you know what I mean? Like, it just, from the no matter how good of the writing or characters were, and the writing wasn't great. Balsa right? would. Yes, I guess. I'm not, uh, you're, you're probably right. I mean, you're definitely right. I don't know anything about wood. It's a very sensitive wood. Yeah. Um, speaking of sensitive woods, uh, Wood Harris in Remember the Titans. Anyway. Wow. Jiggle me timbers, um, right? That's his catchphrase. Um, so basically, the, the episode's about Stephen Weber. He plays a guy named Max Howard, um, who is Max Hudson. Max Hudson, thank you. Uh, who is Howard Stern, but not really is what what he is. I mean, he's he's actually worse than Howard Stern. Like Howard Stern, obviously, has gotten a lot better through the years. Um, but I don't know. How do you? What's your relationship to Shock Jocks? I mean, honestly, the only shock shocks I think I can ever remember listening to, um, besides like being a pervert kid and wanting to watch like Howard Stern at like midnight or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, would definitely be like uh, Kevin and Bean and mm-hmm. like L.A. K Rock Station. Like mm-hmm. that was like the closest thing to shock jocks or whatever. And even that, it was pretty no, game. Not really. Yeah, I mean, I've listened to a lot of Howard Stern, not a lot, but a decent amount. Because when my dad would, in high school, when we drive around my dad in a car, or the car we had that had uh, Sirius, we'd listen. But like like anyone who's ever listened to Howard will tell you, he, by, by like the mid-2000s, he became like, they would say he got soft. I would say he became a decent person. <laughs> like, he stopped being an asshole. Um, right. But, I, uh, yeah, really. Is he, he that reformed? Oh, I would say he's definitely. Yeah. I mean, the thing is that, and obviously he still does stuff that I disagree with, but I think that he kind of... Uh, he just let his interview skill like I think he's legit one of the best interviewers alive because he he'll get people to admit stuff that like 
three questions in, someone will be like talking about how like I listened to an interview once we were talking to Brian Cranston, we're like three minutes in he was having him talk about what it was like for his father to leave his family when he was like 10 it's like jesus christ how did he get that that quickly you know um whereas i don't think yeah. matt tutson is getting to that anytime soon no so jiggle me timbers is his new catchphrase um i think it's supposed to be in reference to the woman he's interviewing's breasts but i'm not 100 percent sure i was pretty sure that that was it but uh, also shout out to kevin farley chris farley's brother mm-hmm. from uh famously from together on uh on mtv a great show is that what he's famous for? I thought he was famous for just being Chris Farley's brother. Well, that too, but like he was. Uh, so you've heard of Together? No, actually. Which is it was like an MTV thing. show, like that was like making fun of boy bands, and it was like oh. you know they had the sensitive one and all this crap. Okay. And so there was like this Lance Bass character, mm-hmm. and his older brother was also in the band, and he was Kevin Farley, and it was mm-hmm. actually pretty hilarious. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not saying that the show wasn't good, but I would bet a large sum of money that the Lance Bass stuff did not age well. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think they make any gay assertions. Oh, right. Yeah, because I guess if he wasn't out. Um, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so he, they call him, his nickname is Mad Max in the morning. You know, he's just a shock jack. It's him, JJ the jokester, and then Little Willie, who is a little <laughs> person. Um, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, and then... So yeah. We, I, like, where do you even start with that? Yeah. we You, that you cut to... Uh, a security guard, Pacific Heights security, going up to a big house, and apparently there's been a gas leak. Um, right. The gas, the gas, uh, the gas company technician is there already. Uh-huh. Mentions that like nobody's coming to the doors, and there was a report of a gas leak. Yeah. So obviously, they need to get in there. Yep. So just keep an eye, guys. Make sure you got your carbon monoxide detectors up and running. Um, yep. You know. I mean, and take them to your my... local. Take them to your local mm-hmm. firehouse for inspection. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I don't have one. I don't think. But you know, uh, you gotta take some gamble sometimes. Um, if you don't, if you didn't put one in, you would know. You would you know you didn't have one. They're not standard in apartment. <laughs> um, ah shit. Yeah. Uh, and so they break in and they realize, oh my god, this is Max Hudson's house. And mm-hmm. they go upstairs and wouldn't you know it? Who's lying in bed? But a dead woman. Yep. Cut to ragtime theme. Yes. And then we get we go back to the studio. And you or I realize, I you know I learned. No, I don't go back to the studio. Oh wait, what do you mean? Well, what? They go to Dorfman. They go to Monk's Pad. Oh right, sorry, 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 sorry. Um, oh no 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 no! no, 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 no you're right, you're right, you're right, you're right. They go back to the studio before the theme song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Sorry. Uh, you know. And basic, uh, yeah, yeah. And basically, the cops call Max while he's like on break in the air, and in the middle of like right before he goes to answer the phone, he's like rehearsing like how to sound shocked like at the news that his wife's died so we know from jump that he's responsible in some way yeah and as someone who's listened to enough true crime podcasts like you can tell um it is uh yeah it's kind of like the it's really obvious if you if like i once listened to a podcast where they compared phone calls of people who men who killed their wives and then ones who didn't and Uh it is so abundantly obvious it's stark oh my because the thing is no, if you're actually told bad news like that, you get confused and like belligerent really quickly. Like you never are like, oh my god, is she okay? It's like what? No, and you start talking over the person. Like just because think about how you act when you hear really bad news. Like legitimately, like so if someone died, like you don't, you're not like, oh my god, what happened to grandma? You're like, no, stop it, no, you know what I mean? You don't. No one is that calm about it, you know. <laughs> uh, yeah. I mean, I am. I'm pretty like. Good. I'll say this. I almost I was threatened with with removal from a room in a hospital once 
when I had a family member who was having a medical problem. So I can't relate. It's, uh... Okay, yeah. No, I, I legit, like, I handled, like, death so, like, differently. I don't know. I guess I'm always, like, of the belief, for the most part, that as long as, like, I'm, like, comfortable with where I am with that person yeah. upon hearing, I, I like, can handle have, have rationally. Have there been any deaths that have been complete shocks, like, out of the blue? Because I really don't know if that's ever happened. No, not really. No, no, no. They've yeah. all been kind of expected. Yeah. Like, I mean, there was, like, a few kids in, like, my high school that, like, you know, yeah, that would happen like, to. Not, but they were yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah. In the family? Yeah. No, no, no. No, exactly. Yeah. I, you know, I think the count is that three people of my graduate no, have died. Yeah. Anyway, rest in peace to all of them. Um, yes. I was in a class of 490, though. So, um, so we then cut back to the, the apartment and everyone's favorite character, Kevin Dorfman. Um Honestly, I'm back. I'm in on Dorfman. You're back on man. Kevin Dorfman. Since the last time we saw him, he was like, he's annoying, but he's like, you know, he I likes think Monk. The, the one scene that he's with Max's sister-in-law is bad. I think like that. This is that's Kevin's low point for me as a character. But um, <laughs> but but the scene where like he calls in later and like kind of helps Monk out. Yeah, 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 that's cool. Yeah, you know, Kevin Dor. He's he's hit or miss. So anyway, they're loading the dishwasher. Um, and you know, uh. Monk has a particular way of doing it. He runs it twice, um, which, you know, fine. That's not the weirdest thing Monk does. Um, no, do you but have a very that, particular that, way that water of, bill. Do you have a very particular way of loading a dishwasher? Not really. I didn't have a dishwasher my whole life until I moved here, like, what, 10 months ago? Mm-hmm. Um, so it took a while to even just wanted to use it. But I have mm-hmm. no particular uh, rhythm. Mm-hmm. I, growing up... Uh, Basically, I put stuff in the dishwasher, and I would try to put it in the right spot, but it didn't really matter, because no matter what any of us did, our dad was going to come around and fix it and do it his way. <laughs> I, would I, he I talk guess, shit after? No. He would just, like, and, he, and like, but if, if we were around, he would just say, like, completely calmly, matter-of-factly, like, it was obvious, like, you know, Jake, you really should, you gotta put this like this and this, like, that's like, there's jets everywhere, like, this is the 21st century like i'm not it's not like i'm putting stuff on top of each other anyway um so yeah uh, yeah so anyway so um we uh there's a knock on the door linda is there um who is we learn um max hudson's late wife Jeanette's sister and she looked monk up on the internet which of course distresses him yeah, he's bewildered uh because he had no idea he was on the internet mm-hmm. um and come on man like, you yeah. solve crimes. Um, and so she, you know, is using tissues. She's crying. Um, and uh, and she lets us know, basically, that it, uh, her sister died about four weeks ago? Exactly. Yes. Yes. And, yeah. Um, and, you know, she is explaining what's going on and how um, how the, he was going to lose $30 million uh, if, she, if they got divorced. And as this is all going on, Kevin is interrupting because he's worried about where you put the spoons. Like, do you put the serving spoons the in the serving front or spoons? Back? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, that, I actually think you put those in the back of the silverware part, but that's whatever. I don't have that strong of an opinion on that. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't care either. Um, but yeah, you know, she's very upset to hear that her sister was asphyxiated by a gas fireplace, but she kind of insists that, like, she never used the gas fireplace. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, and in the middle of all this, she's like distraught, and so she starts using up Monk's tissues, and of course, he's not the greatest at uh, sharing his things. Yes, and so he splits a tissue in half, um, down the middle, basically, like th- he splits the sheets in two, 
and gives it to her, which is gross. Because then you know, like, the snot just coming out the other side. Like, that just, it's rude. Yeah. Uh, and this is where Kevin has his low moment. Where he overhears them talking about Jeanette when he's worried about the detergent. And it's like, Jeanette oh, Hudson? Yeah. Max? Max Hudson's What's he like? And it's like, this woman is clearly distraught. Like, you know... Right, she's a straw, and like honestly, I don't even understand why anyone would be into uh, Max Hudson. But then again, I should never underestimate. The I mean, I intelligence. Yeah, yeah, I guess, but it seems like it's very that act. Maybe at the time was like still all right, but now it's like totally passe. The way that I would describe it now, because I think that you're right that that doesn't exist now. What it exists now is like with an explicitly conservative bent. Yes. Like Steven Crowder is what Max Hudson is today. Like I don't know if you've ever heard any of his stuff, but he is the least funny person in the world. But he has. I literally I saw a clip re- earlier yes. today. And yes. Oh, yeah. You know that's that's what Max Hudson is today. You know what I mean? Yeah. Fair. Yeah. Um. And so, uh, Linda understandably gets pissed at Kevin, um, because imagine if you think your sister got murdered by her husband, and then someone was like adoring that husband. Like, fuck you. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's it's a tough scene for Kevin, um, you know, but he's not the best with, uh, you know, being a normal person. Yes. Uh, and so they show up to uh, Natalie, uh, Linda, and Monk show up to uh, Max's house, which I was actually thinking about it. Like, I assume that they must have... I wonder how they filmed the orders of these episodes because I guess they must have taken like a yeah. break for, uh, mm-hmm. you know, trail hard to have her baby. I have no idea. There's not a lot of inter- in, uh, info on the internet. Um, but, uh, not yeah, I was very, I was very confused by it. I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, but obviously they film TV episodes out of order all the time. Um. Oh, yeah, obviously. But we, 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 this is where we get the general conceit. Like, this is the type of episode I like, where it's, the setup is very clear. She was murdered, Max was on the radio. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, it's um, a throwback. Yes, and that he had never, he hadn't been home in, like, a couple days. Um, and, uh... That's when Monk sees the welcome mat. What does the welcome mat say? Uh, it says, go away. Yes, and Monk assumes that it was for him, that he they put it down just for him, which is fun. Right, um, and I wouldn't blame them. And this is where we get, basically, Monk's version of the Borat not scene, where Monk gets opposite humor explained to him. Um, I don't know if that's what that reminded you of, but it did for me. Uh, no, it's like, uh, I used to make those kind of jokes all the time, so it really just took me to that. Well, I mean, not that, not the joke itself, but Monk not understanding what makes that type of joke funny. Like, oh, right, I just, I don't, is this the first Borat movie? Because I don't even remember any of it. Oh, I mean, I just remember, like, one of our famous jokes was how he's explained, like, that you sometimes say, like, uh, you know, something, 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 not, and then he would just start saying, like, absurd things that, like, you know, I don't remember what it was, like, you got poop in your shorts, not, you know, that was the whole bit. Um, okay. But anyway, then the neighbor walks by with a very cute dog, um, mm-hmm. and Monk, of course, has to make a comment, and he says... Uh, I don't know what he says, but the Jack Russell Terrier is, is very cute. I mean, he says that's a nice cat, because he doesn't understand opposite humor. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I was confused by that. Because it's not, it's it, the opposite humor. Monk yeah. doesn't get humor. Um, Sometimes I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed. It's okay. You know, so we, we need a blunt, what's a bl- specifically blunt tool? I don't know, like a wrench? That's not sharp. Um, I'm the Randy Disher to your uh, Leland Stottlemyre. That's very nice. Although you're the one with the mustache, so I don't know if we can say that. Um, oh, good point. And so they go inside uh, with Linda's key, and... Um, 
they go into the bedroom, and basically we learn that this Max Hudson dude has been joking on his show about his wife's death, um, which is super fucked yeah. up. Yeah, it's very fucked up, and um, I guess, you know, these guys never, uh, they, they'll never run out of material. There's always something that they mm-hmm. can use. Uh, and while this is happening, and, you know, that's, that's going on in the background, they're still at the house, and Monk notices that there's only 39 pairs of shoes, which I don't know how you'd know that she would have an exact... Or, or the, how they would have an exact amount of shoes? Did they mention that? Well, why thirty nine? As in, it's not uneven because one shoe's missing. You always have a, a dot even number of shoes. Oh, okay. I thought it was like thirty nine pairs. No, 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 no. It's thirty nine. Oh, shoes. damn. Okay, I was like yeah. sleeping or something. It's okay. We're we all uh, sleep, are asleep sometimes. This is, let's just say this was my flu game. Was I? Did you? Are you having flu like symptoms? Uh, no, I just mean because, uh, you know, once we get to investigating the gas fireplace. Oh, right, right, right. I know, I was just like, I'm thinking, like, you know, it's only your flu game if you had, if it was, there's some reason other than you just weren't paying attention. Um, anyway, yeah. so, they blow over to the gas fireplace, and basically the, cons- the thing that the police believe is that she must have turned on the fireplace, and then forgot about it, and fell asleep. Yeah, under the influence of very strong sleeping, uh, pills. sleeping pills. Yes. Um, but the flue is closed, and there's dried leaves on top, which means that it clearly hasn't been used in forever. I have a question, and I think I might know the... I suspect I might know the answer to that question. Did you know what a, that that was called a flue? I did. Yeah, of course you did. I never had a fireplace, but I did know that that was. Yeah, that's my that's my point. I know you didn't have a fucking fireplace in Florida. Trust me. Well, I mean, me. but I lived in New York until I was nine. Didn't have a fireplace there, but still. Um, okay. I mean, I, I think I might have first heard it during the monologue in Gremlins about why there's no Santa Claus, but because um, okay. that's why the dad got stuck, I think, because the flu. Um, okay. But anyway, um, actually, why the flu might not have been closed in that monologue? Whatever, it's great. Um, and there's apparently no matches or lighters around either. So this is there's a bunch of red flags here. Like the cops really dropped the ball here, in my opinion. Um, right. Because how many people just? Well, it's one thing if you, there's evidence of a fire that like went out when she fell asleep. But if there was clearly no fire happening, how do they? I don't know. It this this is just this is negligence. But well, I mean, what else do we expect from the police? You know. Correct. So while this is all happening, like I guess they go through like. They find, like, a planner. Whose planner was it? Was it the it wife was or the his, his? I think. I think it's his. Okay, yeah. They go to his planner, and, like, we're getting the exposition that, basically, they had been married for what was about to be 10 years. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. They were coming up on that date. Or were they on that date? They were coming up. To, well, she was murdered she, two days before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but they noticed on the planner that there was no, like, they usually go somewhere for a vacation for some sort of reason, or for that reason. And there's no plans for the week of their anniversary, so it's almost like he knew that she wasn't going to be around. I mean, if I'm her, you gotta be. She's gotta be a little suspicious about that. Like, I mean, not. Do you not think she checks his planner? No, but I think that she. I mean, I didn't say that she was surprised by the trips. So, like, oh she right, probably know. right, yeah, um, that's true. But yeah, this is where Monk is like. I think you're right. I think that uh, that he is the the guy. Um, yeah. And so, you know. He's got to keep investigating, and so in order to do that, he shows up at the studio, the uh, the, the where the radio show's made, and um, Natalie's very. She knows what the deal is. She's yeah. being, she's the voice of reason through most of this. Um, 
Right. She's very hesitant uh, that Monk doesn't know what he's getting into. And, correct. You know, and yeah, obviously she's very <laughs> correct. Um, and she, you know, she tries to warn him that they're going to try to, like, make fun of him or, like, that. That's basically the, what they have, what the, how these shows go. Mm-hmm. Yes. And while this is happening, Max, you know, they're all going through their typical, like, fart noises and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, those soundboards. And mm-hmm. they invite, uh, they invite your boy Adrian in. Yes. Well, first Monk accidentally kills Mr. Limpy, who is, like, a sex doll that's supposed to represent the FCC. Whatever. Um, and then so he gets <laughs> in. And then they immediately start harassing Natalie because these guys are just the fucking worst. Um, right. It's just not great. Um, He's wearing sunglasses indoors. Yeah. He, like, there's only one situation where that's okay, and that's if you're at the World Series of Poker, and even then, it's not great. Um, and <laughs> I'll, what? I'm not going to... No, 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 no. I don't want to yeah, cast yeah. aspersions on Chris Moneymaker, you know? Um, but I don't know who the fuck that is. He was the guy who won the 2003 World Series of Poker and was, like, the first amateur. Oh, winner. that one. Yeah. You know, I have no idea. I, 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 there's someone listening who knows. There's someone listening who remembers that. Um, if somebody remembers that, right into the show. Seriously, I, I, I'm actually 100% sure about that. Um, and I believe that. Yeah. So, um, you know, Monk wants to ask him some questions, and he's like, ask him here. You know, my life is the show. Um, and then Monk, first mistake, he pulls out a wipe. And they think that they're baby wipes. But Monk, make sure to correct them. <laughs> it's an adult wipe, of course. Like, come on, what does he look like? Yeah. And then, you know, Kevin Farley makes a short bus joke that's tasteless. Oof, Um, yeah. You know, just, you know, not great. And then then Monk wipes the mic with the wipe, which is bad stuff. Yeah, it's really bad. They they make a yo Adrian joke, and uh, to Monk's credit, he replies back with a nice yo. Mm -hmm. Yes. Uh, And obviously he doesn't get it. Um, And so... We learned that Max's nickname for Linda is Looney Linda, um, which honestly very Trumpy. Um, Looney <laughs> Linda, she says I killed you know. Um, and uh, so, there Monk starts trying to interrogate him, um, right? But you know Max is not really having it. But he has an offer. She, he can ask him three questions. If did you catch this part? What's the deal? Uh, yeah, he can. <laughs> he can ask three questions if if Natalie sits on Willie's lap. Uh, what's what's his name again? Little Willie, I believe. Okay, okay. I wanted to make sure I got that right. Yes, because uh, you know the fact the fact that that's his actual name is the only reason it's not insensitive. Um, but uh, yeah. right, and he also he also mentions like he also like reinforces the idea like how could he have murdered her if he was on the air when it happened? Yes, and to Monk's credit, Monk immediately gets up. He's like, Natalie, don't do that. Because I think that there's sometimes where. I think when the show is not that I don't think not that I think the show would ever do this, but there's sometimes where Monk can put his assistants in a bad place to try to solve a case without being considerate. And I, I appreciate the fact that there didn't have to be an argument about that. Where Monk was like, "Okay, no, we're not gonna." Like Monk yeah, was yeah. so determined to solve the case that he was gonna make Natalie sit on Little Willie's lap. Um, and Jesus, Christ, <sighs> I cannot believe yeah. that. And the thing is, like on the one hand, this is fictional, but on the other hand. It was. It wasn't that long ago that this stuff was on regular radio, and obviously there are still people doing shit like this, but not on the major radio stations. I don't think anymore. <laughs> yeah, I was literally about to say uh, they kind of they do that shit on um, on the Marvel Cinematic Universe City podcast. That's uh, that's a salacious lie, and you know it. I actually know that making about it, making Vision dick jokes. That's not that bad. <laughs> 
But as I do want to <laughs> on a side note, um, I wonder what, and this is a joke for one person at most, actually probably two, what is? What do you think Max Hudson's opinion on the Rutgers women's basketball team is? Anyway, um, oh, okay, a Don Imus pull. Okay, great. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Okay, so uh, they get Monk to run away by saying the last guy who wore headphones, those headphones, had head lice, um, and then they run away. <laughs> Which, honestly, fair. Like it was a bad situation yeah. to begin with. Um, head lice are no joke, um, but also that's obviously a lie. Yes. So we go to the police station and. Monk, you know, he's convinced this is the guy. Um, and Natalie and wants it to be the guy. Yeah, she wants it to be the guy. And let's be honest, we all want it to be the guy. Oh, and we all know yeah. he's the guy. Yeah. Um, but I, I forgot how this happens, but basically they they go through like some like background information and find out that she had recently uh, started taking sleeping, like very yes. high... Uh, yeah, a high dose of sleeping pills based on Max's recommendation, apparently. Yeah, and he, you know, Monk correctly assumes at this point that he suspects that someone came and tampered with the gas exactly. to, like, finish off the job while Max was on the air. And as this is going on, Randy's laughing, because we learned that Randy, surprise, surprise, is a big fan yeah. of Mad Max in the morning. Um, just a generally bad look for Randy. Um, but to answer your question of who listens to something like that, Rand- the Randy Dishers of the world uh, listen to Mad Max type guys. Yes, correct. Also, shout out to Jason Gray Stanford who launched the Randy Disher podcast. Oh, of course. Um, listen, listen to yes. that when you get it. That's a actually coming out. The first episode is coming out the same day this is. I wonder where he got the idea of release on Fridays. Just kidding. He got it from the fact that Monk came out on Fridays. The same reason I started doing it. Um, but uh, so we, they posit that maybe one of his guys did it, and Randy corrects him that it's uh, the the goon platoons. The goon platoon is the, the the his crew, which that is Howard Stern. I think literally has his goons. Um, that that's like you know Baba Booey and all that. Uh, yeah, Gary Delabate, I believe you mean. Um, and uh, uh, did he change his name? He's not going by that anymore. Well, no, he goes by that occasionally. I just wanted to do the poll that I know that Baba is really Gary Delabate. <laughs> okay. Um, uh, who else are his goons? I mean, some of them just have like words that are offensive now in their names. Um, but uh, yeah, he's you know he's got his goons. Um. And uh, my dad would always talk about, like, my dad wasn't a huge, huge, he was a decently big Howard guy back in the day, because he would just call him Howard, which is, how you know, it's a Howard guy. And, but he would just tell, like, I always love how offhandedly he would just be like, yeah, and then Howard sent one of his goons, like, without context, or without being, like, one of his guys, like, no, one of his goons to do. Um, yeah, anyway. He so, sends the Suicide Squad. <laughs> and so, uh, let's say positive could have yeah. been Little Willie, because... The only, I, I'm going a little changing the order, but the only entrance to the house was an eight-inch wind, ventilation window in the basement. Everything else was closed. Disher suspects that they accomplished this murder Little Willie style. Mm-hmm. I don't even want to know what Little Willie what Lily style is. Okay, well, Big Willie style is famously Will Smith's like oh, famous duh. album. Sorry, I wasn't making that connection. Um, ah, you son of a bitch. I'm sorry. I no, I'm just kidding. I ruined your I'm joke. kidding, I'm kidding. I'm um, kidding. But anyway, uh, what Rand- Randy says that Lil Willie would do anything for him. <laughs> did, you, did you remember the anecdote? <laughs> what did, did you remember what he said Lil Willie did from last week? He said no, last no, week, no. He ate, last week he, he ate his own weight in bologna. <laughs> <laughs> I did not. That's Fuck. What... I would, I'm glad you said it, though. <laughs> and so um, then Randy says, Jiggle me timbers. Um 
which he then pretends that he doesn't know uh, what's from. Which is just a really fucking shit, a really shit uh, tagline. Yeah, it's not good. Yeah. Um, and so they decide that they have to measure the circumference of Little Willie's head and then divide it by pi, which I'm proud of Randy because that is correct. That, that is what they'd have to do. Um, really? I believe so, yeah, because isn't uh, diameter uh, circumference divided by pi? I believe. Uh, I thought it was just length times width. No, it's not for a circle. Oh, right. Uh, let me see what it is. Uh, diameter, circumference. Uh, how do I find this? Just um... If that's true, it I'm like proud. Yes. Yep. Wow. Yep, you, you divide nice. the diameter by pi um, okay. in order to get the circumference. Anyway, um, and so they go to the book signing that, that, that they have uh, that night. And there's a huge celebrity there. The Burpinator. Um, yep, and all the fans are like uh, typical your your uh, your modern day barstool sports fans. Yes, um, they are. You know, it's really it's crazy that this is the only time they've ever been inside a bookstore, and um, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's just to think that all these guys in just eight short years would be so concerned about ethics and gaming journalism. Anyway, so um, the uh, that's a Gamergate reference. Um, yeah. And so uh, you gave me a confused look again. And so they pull Will Willie aside and they ask him where he was. And of course, he was with his brother. I'm Richard. sorry. I cannot stop laughing and hearing Little Willie. Like, it's not great. <laughs> but I'll say this he, they say he has a wife and a kid. So maybe Little Willie has a big Willie, you know? <laughs> okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. Um, no. And so, uh, yeah. And at, as this is going on, Randy is using his hands to try to measure his head, which is 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 a funny visual. <laughs> yeah, it's a funny visual, and he tries to hold it. Which, if anyone's ever tried to do that in real life, there's no way you can possibly hold that same no. length, no matter how hard no. you try. And so they, Randy measures the area between his hands, and I love the line that uh, when Monk asks, "What are we doing?" and Summer says, "I don't know, but it isn't police work." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like, also we kind of missed a little thing, which I, it was a big shout oh. to, I hadn't, I hadn't heard okay. it in a long time, but, uh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, nope. We didn't miss it. It's coming up next. I, I mean, we're talking about the freight that with the nickname that Monk gets called. Yeah. Yep. That's next. So Monk goes, All right. he approaches, he approaches the bench, you know, he approaches, uh, Max and Max calls him the defective detective. Um, yeah, means, man. It's, you know, and the thing is, I assume Max has never met Dale the whale. So that means, you know how, like, in India and in England, they invented calculus around the same time without ever meeting each other? That's basically what happened with Defective Detective. Um, I did not know that. Well, it's called the, it's the uh, sociological term is, well, anthropological term is independent invention, I believe. Um, my brother will have to correct me on that. Um, but, uh... Great. Because I, 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 normally I would say if there are any anthropologists, but Michael Christie has a degree in anthropology, so he'll let me know. Um, okay, thank you. Hey. You know, it's important to get have a well-rounded family. He knows some shit. About no, I need, I need, I need, I'm glad I have so that information. How much you know about early humans? Um, evidently not that much, honestly, yeah, you know. Um, right, nobody does. No, yeah. I still say Neanderthal. Um, you're not supposed to pronounce the H. It's supposed to be Neanderthal. Anywho. Um, so Monk grabs a book and he wants it to get signed. And uh, Max asks, what do you want me to write? And Monk says, I confess, which I love the moments Monk has a little bit of sauce. Like, I think Monk is at its best when he's not completely uncool, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's definitely on his P's and Q's, but also like he's about to he's about he's about to enter the pain zone for the rest of the episode. Yes. Well, no, I guess what I'm saying is I like when Monk is yeah cool. Like when he's not a, he's not scared. Like he's just like yeah, I got you. Um, yeah. And then this is where Max does a pivot. Like apparently now it wasn't an accident, according to Max. Right. Yeah. He takes him like he takes him aside and he tells him that he loved Jeanette. But that she was, uh, she was having some issues. She was having some uh, some difficulties, and she was clinically depressed. And apparently, nobody in her family knew no. about it, much less his uh, her very uh, you know good sister. Yeah, exactly. It, it, she was basing the situation Sean Kingston was when he met a beautiful girl. You know what I mean? She was suicidal, and um... <sighs> wow. So okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. In- interesting. There's gotta be. There's. I'm sorry. There's gotta be something in this whiskey. I don't know what this. What's going on? Um, but apparently she wasn't, uh, seeing a doctor and Monk is like, what are you talking about? You mocked her all the time. Even after she died, you didn't tell the police this, like, that's just bullshit. I, I appreciate that Monk just like, fuck you. Like, that's nonsense. Stop it. Yeah. And, uh, and again, he sw- he pivots yet again and just becomes like a total dickhead again and says that, you know, he challenges Monk. He says, I'll answer any question, but you got to come back on the show. Mm-hmm. Which I, I can honestly relate to him a little bit because what i'll say is and this should come as a surprise to no one who's listened to any of the legitimately at this point hundreds of hours of podcasting i've done i also basically while most people i think when they get in front of a microphone become more guarded i have the exact opposite effect i'm much more honest when i'm talking in front of people than i am in private uh which yeah he lies to me all the time uh, yes uh, in our text message threads it's nothing but lies but um, yeah, yeah, it's I'm, like be be ready at six thirty, and then at six thirty, uh, give me a minute. Uh, yes, that did happen. It's mostly me. It's mostly uh, me that does no, that. Whoa, 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 whoa. For the record, that, that's honestly ridiculous. I if I'm running a little late, I text. When you're running a little late, you don't text me at all. So that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't care. It's as long as we're five minutes late. Who cares? Anywho, um, so Monk asked for a wipe, and then everyone's like, "Oh, it's wipe guy! Wipe, 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 wipe." Um, yeah, yeah. Do they have the sound clip at this point? They yes, they make the sound clip at the like they do it instantly. They uh, yes, yes. JJ's he's on his he's, JJ is a good producer. I'll be honest with you. He's he's got a good uh, hand, um, and I think a good fart noise is always funny. Like that's the thing that Shock Jock. <laughs> I think Shock Jock got that right. Um, that uh, a how about a burp noise. sound? Oh my god, a good burp sound. Like Barney from uh, The Simpsons. That's good. Um, I mean, just a good. Oh, man, nothing's funnier than like truly you can make me laugh so easily just with any video of a person farting like there's a clip that happened this week where wendy williams burped and farted at the same time on her show this week and i watched it 30 times it's so funny you look it up um but remember when mike ditka farted on nfl live oh no stuff. oh my god Can't well i would revel in making fun of his dumbass. Is so great because Chris Carter's face too is like, what the hell did this old man just do? <laughs> oh my god. Anyway, so uh, Monk is vacuuming and he basically he's scared. Well, he's terrified is what he says. And now right. he's like, if you think he did it, you got to call the captain. Right, but also you're missing out. Our boy Kevin Dorfman's I, helping him out. You don't think that I was that I was serving it up so you could talk about your boy Kevin Dorfman? Yeah, you know, like, uh, he's, he's, he's picking up the cord, he's, he's letting him move around there, he's very mobile. Yes. Um, and, you know, Dorfman kind of summarizes the situation pretty well. It's, uh, one, he knows that he's a guy, two, or something like that. It's, it's like, he one, knows he's and a guy. It's one A, one B, one C omitted, two. Basically, this, the thing is, he knows, he's, he just breaks down what's happening. Like, he doesn't, he just restates everything. Yeah, he um, does it pretty well. Yeah. 
And Bunk is like, no, I'm terrified. I feel like I'm back in seventh grade. I, you know, I'm just not funny. And he asks them, have I ever said anything funny? And after a while, uh, Natalie can't think of anything. And then Kevin goes week by week and can't think of anything. Yeah, he starts to, like, you know, give give a little, like, five seconds, thinks about the first... He starts to go into the first day, then decides that, no, it couldn't have been him, actually. It was Arsenio Well, Hall no, he goes through like the that. first week, no one. Second week, nothing. Third week, yes. Wait, no, that was Arsenio Hall. Um, which, which I'm honestly impressed that Dorfman watches Arsenio Hall. Now, I'm just going to quote one of the greatest jokes in the history of television, in my opinion, and I can't believe I'm doing it again, from your favorite show, 30 Rock, in which... <sighs> Alec Baldwin is talking to Tracy Morgan, and he says, like, um, about this, something like, you know, we're going to we're gonna send this over to Arsenio. And Tracy goes, Hall or Billingham? And Alec Baldwin says, you know someone named Arsenio Billingham? No. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's such a great show. Oh, man. I was just thinking about, too, about there's a line in season four where, this is unrelated, where uh, Jack, Alec Baldwin's character, asks him a question. He pauses for literally 20 seconds and says... Yeah, sorry I took so long. I was just thinking how it's weird that we eat birds. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, he's so, funny, but, like, whatever. It's it's great. It's The thir- theme song is not that bad. Anywho, so Monk pulls out a home movie, and to say that I laughed more watching Hereditary would not be an incorrect statement about this. Uh, it's the saddest movie in the world. Uh, yeah, it's pretty bad. You know, it's just like a play-by-play of uh, basically them being fucking weird, um, and you know, no one laughing, no one smiling, even at Christmas time. Uh, there's a clip of them playing hide, mm-hmm. um, and that's it. Nobody's seeking nobody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's truly depressing, and that also was a lie. Obviously, I never laughed in Hereditary. That movie is a nightmare. Um, right. And uh, I cannot. I was watching the movie, and I was like, "There's no way that this. They're gonna." Spoiler, guys. There's no way that this woman girl's gonna get decapitated. It's a movie. A little girl's not gonna get her head. Oh, 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 never mind. Anyway. And she was, like, in the advertising for, like, the whole goddamn thing. Yeah. And so, not great. Uh, and so, Natalie is very nice and get, comforts Monk. He gives him a hug. Um, and and Dorfman rubs his arm. Yep. And then that night, there's a knock on the door. And it's Kevin Dorfman. And he's... Did I ever tell you about my uncle, Cy Dorfman, the comedian, who apparently was a contemporary of Milton Berle? And do you know what Milton Berle liked to do backstage, especially to women? Show oh, how big God. his penis was. And it apparently was, like, incredibly long. Um, and oh, so, regular Lyndon Johnson. Yes. Say, honestly, same energy. Um, one, of the few, one of, like, eight people to be banned from hosting SNL. I'm just unloading my Milton Berle fact, uh, you know, sheet in my head. Um and he has a box of jokes for Monk from his uncle Seidorfman. Yeah, and this is going to be the key. This is how he wins. It reminds me a lot of Monk's, remember his conversation topics? Um, like in a Mr. Monk Goes to the Office where he's talking to the cops. Like the yes, 49ers, it reminded me exactly of that. Or I, you want to hear some swear words? Um, and so... You know, that there's Monk takes some of the jokes. There's well, one joke is what is it? The first year I was married, the only flavor I tasted was charcoal. I think it's it's not a bad joke. No, not a bad joke. And so Monk takes a couple mother in law jokes, a couple hippie jokes. Yeah, I was excited for that. And one dirty joke. Anyway, we cut back to the studio, and I noticed the engineer, he looked a little familiar. And I'm like, is that Chris Delia? And no, it's not, because he obviously Chris Delia was already in the show. You know who it is, though? It's Matt Delia, Chris Delia's brother. You're kidding me. I'm not kidding you. Both the Leas have been on Monk. 
That's not. I good. mean, Chris D'Elia's dad was like a big TV director, though, so that's not surprising. Um, oh, okay. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. So Monk's going back in, and he didn't tell Natalie about these cards. Big mistake. And he calls them his golden bullets, which golden bullets are not a thing. Silver bullets are what you use to kill, you know. Uh, Werewolves. Werewolves and vampires, too, in some canon. Um, I'm pretty sure golden bullets are in Goldeneye. I mean, I if I remember really, I think gold is too soft for metal to shoot out of uh, a gun. I think believe it would melt. I'm not 100 sure about that. It might, it might not melt, but it definitely is a soft metal. Um, so I don't think it'd be very effective for a bullet. I don't know why I'm treating this seriously. So Bong comes <laughs> back in, and he's he feels like he's hot stuff. He's like, I'm a made man, you know? Yeah, he's he's about to fucking rip uh, your close personal friend um, Max, Max Hudson. A new one. Yeah. Also, a detail I noticed that I like a lot is that, because obviously the whole gist of this is we learn that Max is clearly, like, he's scared. Like, he thinks Monk's onto him. Like, he acts all yeah. confident, but obviously not. That if you look, Matt, like, he's clearly unshaven and, like, a little disheveled, which I like. Like, he clearly hasn't shaved in a couple days, which I think is a good detail. Um, I just picked up on that. Uh, I did not. Of course you didn't. I'm, I'm not saying it's because this is my third time watching the episode and I'm looking for shit like that. Um, okay. Yeah, I'm not even saying that. Yeah, of course you didn't. Like, that's not uh, your role. Your role is just, uh, you know, say Big Willie. Um, you know, that's I'm the Milton Burl. I'm the, no, I'm the Cy. Uh, the Cy Dolphin. To your Milton Burl. Yes. Um, I don't think that's probably true. Um, and, so, <laughs> and so Monk, his first question is, apparently you left the house at 2 p.m. every day for three weeks. Over like uh like a month ago, um, and you said you went to the gym, but you didn't go to the gym. Where were you? Yeah, you know, because uh, he called the gym or he got in contact with the gym, and they confirmed that he was never there at when he said he was going to be there. Apparently, uh, Max Hudson suggests that they had an open marriage, and he was getting a different kind of workout. Hubba hubba. Yes. Now, of course, the thing is, <laughs> this is a lie, but also. The whole thing about an open marriage is you tell your your spouse that you're cheating on, like that you're with someone else. Right. Like if you lie about it, it's not an open marriage. You're just cheating. Right. Correct. Um, uh, but you know, Spunky Monkey's got more questions for him. Yes. Um, I don't. By the way, I don't think that spunk is a good thing. A thing we want to bring up right after that. Um, and so, uh, you know, spunk is a euphemism for you know, come. Uh, yes. Um, okay. You know, I mean, let's be honest. Everything is, but. So Monk, he's flustered. He re- so reaches for a joke. And I've tried to write down these jokes as best I could. Um, he, the first one is, you know, you look a little heavy. I bet when you're at a f- restaurant, you don't use a fork, you use a harpoon. Um, right. Which, making fat jokes, not great either, but okay. Um, and We're uh, warming up. Yeah, you, you brought your dog to a dog show and you won first prize. <laughs> <laughs> I was actually laughing at all these jokes. Cause um, the, so the, this next joke is my favorite. And I think I think about this joke. All the fucking time. Like, all the, anytime someone brings up fleas, every single time I think of this joke of, you remind me of the hippie that gave his dog fleas. Which <laughs> <laughs> is so funny. <laughs> that monk hates what? hippies. I just love it. It's such a dumb running bit. It's a bit, I, until I watched it for this time, because I never really watched it all in a row like this, I didn't remember that as a bit. But it is a constant through line that monk hates hippies. <laughs> A true officer of the law. Mm-hmm. Also, because hippies, they don't bathe. Like, I'll be honest with you, I'm not crazy about hippies. I generally like the pol- politics, but, you know, I'm a big proponent of bathing, and I don't believe in alternative medicine, so 
Um, you know, and there's a there's a shitload of hippies in San Francisco. Yes, that's I think what the juxtaposition is supposed to be. And then there's also right. another joke about a hippie where a hippie moved into an apartment and it was six months before he learned he didn't have hot water. Um, <laughs> I wonder what made him need the hot water. He's cleaning his bong out. Yeah, and then Monk's like, "Hey, you had that coming," which I love. Like he, because he still thinks he's killing. Yeah, he he's he thinks he's crushing it. Um, and. To most of their credit, like, they kind of just let him go for it? Like, they well, because it off? is... Because even if you think these jokes are bad, which they are objectively bad, it is funny in a different... They're, you can laugh at Monk very easily, you know, if you're uh, so inclined. Right. And then Kevin calls in, and he has a question. And it's near and dear to your heart, because it's about sunny Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, not so sunny on those days. But yeah, he's, he calls the show asking, basically, like, what the equivalent of what's the deal with L.A. smog. Mm-hmm. Uh, to, you know, to, like, just... Send Monk out on, to give him a little feeler mm-hmm. for uh, for the punchline. Mm-hmm. And Monk tells the joke that he's in L.A. one time in the smog and he shot an arrow and it got stuck in the air. <laughs> yeah, which, not great. Um, horrible. Now, I really, the, thing, the one thing that's disappointing about this scene is that he doesn't get to his dirty jokes. Um, yes. Uh, but, you know... He uh, JJ hits the fart noise and Monk's like, you know, that reminds me of my wife's cooking. You know what she made every night? Leftovers. <laughs> I like that joke a lot. That's and good. so this is where, you know, uh, he uh, Max asks, are you married? And Monk, you know, as he's wont to do, immediately opens up and he's like, yeah, she died. It was a card bomb. And to JJ uh, and Willie's credit. Yes. They're like, you know, that's our rest of peace. Because yeah. I think that they obviously they do this because they want to show that this is beyond the pale, right? Right. This is where he 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 flew too close to the sun or hell or wherever the hell that is. And this is where and this is another thing I think about all the time is and this is not good, but a lot not every time, but sometimes if there's ever an explosion, I really it's really not good. But I have my head hearing rest of pieces. I think about that a lot. Um, it's I think good. about I think about this clip from. Um, it was The Simpsons. I think it was Sideshow Bob was trying to kill uh, Bart, as usual. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he, he mentions some, something is French adjacent or something, but he says he's going to turn him into Napoleon blown apart. Mm, that's classic. Um, yeah. It's, yeah. I've heard the joke once where it's, what do you get when you throw dynamite into a bathroom? Linoleum blown apart. But, um, yeah, same thing. <laughs> I like that, too. Um, but, yeah, rest in pieces. It's And then the other guys are kind of like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Like. Right, and, yeah, everybody, and, like, there's, like, a lot of people, like, on the windows outside, they're kind of like, what the hell's going yeah. on? Like, nobody is selling this joke. Yeah, clearly, and then he's like, you know, what, you have to bury on snack bags? And they're like, dude, take it easy with that, you know, hell. It's like, but you needed a lot of wipes that day. You know, you should have had me, I'm great with jigsaw puzzles. And it's clear, like, I think it's pretty, he's trying to antagonize him, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's just trying to piss him off, and sure enough, you know, Monk takes the bait as... Yeah, as oh, I, I don't there's blame two him. more jokes he says that are tasteless, but I'm gonna repeat. Of oh, honey, okay. can I take the car? What does this button do? You know what the last thing he went for <laughs> was the steering wheel, which is a joke I've heard. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna pretend like I hadn't heard the steering wheel joke about a certain princess whose name rhymes with Mayanna. So I'm not. He, that's not original. I heard that one before. Um, what? what you never heard? You sincerely never heard that joke before? No, no, no. I really <laughs> just. I mean, I. I'm not proud of it, but I think I talked about it. I don't know if I talked about this on this podcast. Yeah, you but did. I def- I, yeah, I went through a dark joke phase when I was 12. Um, yeah. Which, you know, it's great to go through that phase when you're 12 because then you're not doing that anymore. Anyway. So uh, Monk then fucking lays him out. He gives the heart. Yeah, he, 
Yeah, he jumps over the booth and, you know, he gets down on him and security promptly uh, escorts him out. He gets some swings. Like, yeah, I, yeah, he I, does, I, for sure. You gotta be proud of Monk for this, I think. Yeah, I mean, if anything's gonna make him go off, it's definitely this. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm glad he handled his business. Exactly, you know. And um, so, uh, you know, they he leaves and we cut to Max's house and uh, stop on our dish there and... Uh, they're basically like that was disgusting. Like, you know, that was beyond the pale. This is and Stammer says thing that I think Monk is very happy to hear. You and I heard someone who was scared, right? Someone that's guilty. Mm-hmm. And while this is all happening, you just hear that damn dog mm-hmm. barking in the background. Is and bark? yeah, it's a little Jack Russell. And I so mean, it's a, the, it's a good dog. It's a nice little pupper. Um, so naturally, we head over to investigate the sound and that's when we figure out what happened yes and what is uh the dog of course it's playing with you know milk bone or a rope or a squishy toy right yeah no he's actually chewing on a size 10 and a half loafer that just so happens to look remarkably like the one that's inside Mm -hmm. and apparently Uh, this dog has a thing for shoes which is not unusual my dog uh that i had growing up had a thing for socks so you know it happens um yeah uh, better having a thing for shoes than having a thing for people's legs. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally. I don't know um, why I said that. Um, and, and I don't know so, why I like, say yeah, yeah, no, it's fine. So they're talking to the neighbor, and he basically like reveals that um, that he he didn't know where that that loafer came yeah. from. Yeah. Then they start talking about like. I guess where he was. Like, well, because though he sure? says, I don't know, he had it when I got got back from vacation. Oh um, right, he was in and Hawaii. So he had, yeah, he was in Hawaii. And who and, watched the dog when he was there? Uh, our your good friend Max Hudson. He was uh, doing mm-hmm. his neighbor a solidly neighborly duty or a favor. Mm-hmm. And so then we cut to Max arriving at his house, and uh, he goes up to the bedroom to meet Monk. There's a search warrant, and Monk reveals what happened. Yeah, so like all this time when Max was gone at 2 p.m., he was actually just next door watching the dog slash also training it. Mm-hmm. A great dog trainer. Hire him for that, apparently. Yeah, the, so, the three weeks, I that just not, you can't do that in three weeks, I don't think. Right, right. So over the course of that time, he basically trained the dog uh, to jump in through the ventilation window, I guess? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, jump in through the ventilation window, go upstairs turn on the gas, and close the door behind him. Mm-hmm. Um, to which, obviously, we know that the wife was passed out, so she was going to die mm-hmm. of asphyxiation or whatever. Yep. Um, and the way that he would trigger it was by saying the three famous words, jingle my timbers. A yes. phrase that he has never had never used until then and hasn't used since. Yes. I, I believe it's actually jiggle me timbers, and I know that because oh, Stoudemire says jangle my tenders, which is funny. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and... Um, they do, they do a little test run where they play the clip, and then sure enough, the dog runs in and uh, does his business. The dog was complicit. Um, you know, they think jail. They, yeah, the thing they don't show you is that the dog issue goes to doggy jail. Um, and the dog's very lucky that California basically hasn't done any executions because, uh, <laughs> no. Um, but he also saved his ass by uh, joining up with uh, the Nazis. In, in yeah, the- that, that's the thing they don't tell you. Like, the Jack, Jack Russell's a very Anglo name, so he joined the Aryan Nation. No, yeah. um, that's the, the dumbest bit we've ever done. Um, <laughs> it's not, it's not, but it's close. Um, he needed protection from the, 
He was in with the Dobermans. Let's go. Yeah, well, there yeah, he got he got in with the Dobermans. Um, yeah, what am I talking about? The Schnauzers run the Aryan Nation. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> they got their mustaches. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I actually had a Schnauzer, but also they're very German. Um, German Shepherds too, obviously. I don't know why I didn't. I didn't. I don't know why I didn't go there. Yeah, but. I don't know why that. Yeah, yeah, yeah whatever. I was thinking of Dachshunds. Yeah. And then of course, you know, the Chihuahuas. Um, they run uh, the what is it? What's the, the, the Mayan the Mexican brother, the Mayans? Uh, I don't know what they. Oh are. yeah. yeah. Um, okay, let's just stop it. This is this only can get more racist. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. This um, is done. And so, um, Basie Monk. I love when there's a few. This happens a few times where Monk stunts on the guy that he is. Uh, that got arrested and he says you're not laughing now are you yeah just completely dunks on him balls right in his face but it's not a good dunk but it's not a good dunk though because you know I mean it's a great dunk but it's there's no no satisfaction because when he says no I'm not Monk just says and this is legit like the end where Monk's crying is sad but this is what made me well up a little bit where he just says join the club which is yeah. that fucking hurts. Like man, Tony Shalhoub can fucking sell a line. Did he win the Emmy this season? No. Okay. I think he only won for like I think he won two times. I think like season three and four. Um, not Harvey Simpson though. I know he won the golden. Okay. He won the Golden Globe for Mr. Bunk and the Kid. I know that for a fact. Um, okay. Um, and uh, but you know the Golden Globes these days. Uh, who can trust them with the HFPA? Uh, man. Um, reckless. Yeah. What are they reckless or am I reckless for calling them out? No, they they are. Um, they are. They are. Yeah, I was about to say. Yeah. God, the Golden Globes. This year they actually weren't that bad in terms. Of, I mean, they're bad, but in terms of every year they'll like give awards to something that no one had ever heard of. Um, and I. What I was know. this year? No, like they didn't. I was gonna say fall? this year yeah. they didn't. Um, okay. But they the fact that they nominated the Sia directed movie music, which has like horrible reviews, is deeply offensive to people with autism. They nominated that for two awards, and then basically pre- tried to pretend that they didn't during the ceremony. Um, that's a classic wow. Golden Globes move. Um, so yeah. Anyway, um, that that's just too inside baseball with Hollywood and stuff that does not actually matter. The Oscars don't matter, so therefore the Golden Globes definitely don't matter. Um, Anyway, then we get to the end scene where Monk is watching his wedding video, and it's a stark contrast to his childhood video because he's very, very happy. Yeah, he's very happy, but at the same time, he's crying, and I feel so, so bad for him. Yeah, I mean, his life has, you know, he's had some fulfilling stuff in his life, but his life has sucked. Like, I think that's the thing we don't talk enough about with Monk. Like, Monk has had a really, genuinely terrible life. <laughs> All things considered, yeah. he had a horrible childhood. He has, uh, you know, mental disorder that makes his life almost debilitating. And the one thing that he truly loved in this world, he got taken away from him, and he can't solve the case. Not to get too dark, but that's terrible. <laughs> yeah, it's not what you want to hear, but um, but I'm glad we have him. What I do want to hear, though, is what you rate this episode out of ten. Um, I rated it an eight out of ten. I gave it a seven point five, mostly because of the end, but. Uh, you know, it's uh, it's nice to see Monk standing up to people, and it's nice to see Monk on the air. You know, I wish maybe Monk should have his own podcast. He definitely shouldn't, because it would just be him adjusting levels for the entire time. Um, and wiping the mic. Yeah. Uh, less than ideal um, to do that. But what is ideal is if you follow us at Strictly Monkin, Andre Wimpiel follow you. You could follow me at Andre Barrera. And you can follow me at the J Christie. Please rate, review, subscribe to the show. Uh, should tell your friends. And... Please tune in next week as we talk about Mr. Monk visits a farm. Let's get Monk.